and welcome to the Champagne Throttle Podcast. I am your host, Toki, and Champagne Throttle is all about accelerating towards your financial, your spiritual, and your sexual goals while enjoying the journey. And uh, I think today's episode is going to be pretty freaking awesome. It's going to be a lot more interesting than the last two. And you ask why? Well, we finally get into the white belts. We're still continuing on with the dojo series, but now we're finally talking about our entry level participants. These young ladies that you want to include into your dojo. And you ask, why do you need a dojo? Because you need to remember the goal is not only knowing how to get women, but how to keep women and keep them happy without sacrificing your manhood. If you have your territory, if you look at your dating life like you're the master of your own dojo you will be much more likely to keep your manhood while you're keeping her happy and everybody wins and today's topic this stage the entry-level white belt stage is arguably the most important stage in your entire dojo in all of your training the beginning stage is the most important because that's where you lay down the foundation the white belt stage is all about convincing women to come inside your dojo and consistently pay their fees so instead of a a kickboxing gym where you're paying in pain money and burpees the fees these women are going to be paying are intimacy joy and healing and we're not taking no for an answer well damn that came off a little rapey what i mean when i say we're not taking no for an answer i'm saying that you have a standard to uphold you will not deal with a quarrelsome woman that won't give you intimacy and doesn't produce any joy in your your life no that woman does not belong in your dojo that's why it's so important that you train these white belts correctly so the very first question that we have to ask ourselves is where are we going to find the participants where are we going to find these potential white belts that we want to bring into our dojo and roll with you know what i'm saying and here's what i'll tell you too many times these days you see people putting their application online in the form of tinder bumble and all these other social media dating apps i'm telling you firsthand the best thing you could do is approach women in person and not on tinder and there are many reasons for this tinder has women's standards skewed so what happens when a man uses tinder he's usually swiping right on just about anything hoping that he gets a hit and hoping that he gets laid off of that hit while a woman no matter what she looks like is allowed to be a lot more selective and even a kentucky four she will think she's a california 10 because she swipes right on the top 10 percent or the top five percent of dudes and she'll end up sleeping with this guy not knowing that he just wants to pump and dump and and send her home that's usually what happens but now her perception of herself is skewed because she's like oh you know what i'm fucking this high quality man so i must be a high quality woman i don't have to improve myself whatsoever another reason why i'm telling you to approach women in person is because when you are dating online you're not using any of your social muscles you're not really like like you're not really learning how to hunt in the field you're playing call of duty instead of training you're out here playing 2k instead of dribbling a basketball you're not really doing the real thing you're you're playing off of a simulation of the real world by using emojis and corny pickup lines that wouldn't work in person it's all fun and games using tinder to you know get these these easy lays these women who are basically on there just for sex anyways it's a completely different story when you walk up to a woman in person and you have to game her 
from then. You're going to get a lot more fulfillment from that also. The best stories, the best lays that I've ever had in my life have come from when I approached women in person. Another reason that you need to stay off of Tinder is because it's like shooting fish in a rotten barrel. And this rotten barrel is infested with chlamydia and entitled BBWs, right? So the women are on Tinder. The women that are on Tinder, from my experience, I don't use the app anymore, but when I did use the app years ago, they were some of the easiest women. They were some of the easiest women to get. get. And I mean, there's there's no fun in that. There's no fun in that because if it was too easy for me, I didn't have to use any charm. I didn't have to use any skill to get in bed with this woman. How many other people can say the exact same thing? And then it also makes you wonder if this woman only uses social media to date, what is wrong with her in person? What is wrong with her in person? Like, is she a catfish? Does she have a crazy bad attitude? And a lot of the times that is the case. So that's just something you have to take into account. So I want you to approach women in person, work those social muscles, get used to walking up to a woman in person saying, hey, how you doing? Hey, my name is Toki, blah, 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 blah. And going from there. I mean, you're going to fail. It's going to suck when you first start out. But after a while, you'll find your own unique style. You can build off of that. All right. And so now the question is, where do we find these white belts, these potential white belts, where do we approach these women? And what I don't want you to do is strictly think about clubs and bars only, because while these places are very sexual, these places are not going to have the women that you're looking for and the women that you're looking for, their guard is up so high that they're more than likely not going to want any play unless they're dog shit drunk. What I want you to do is learn how to game sober. Stop relying on alcohol. Stop relying on the weed to give you those little that that extra bit of wit. No, I want you to develop that in person while you're sober. So you have it with you at all times. From my experience, the best places that you can gain women is the gym. If you're bettering yourself, if you laid the foundations of your dojo correctly, your body will be right. You will look above average if you put the work in. Women will see that and women will, will respond to that. You can game a woman at your at your local school i'm talking uh if you're in college on campus that's the perfect place while you're walking to class you see a woman that looks attractive and if she gives you any kind of indicator that she may be charmed by you if she's looking staring you directly in your eyes and smiling she's calling your bluff she's saying you know what you could potentially be a master of a dojo but i'm calling your bluff i dare you to come up and speak to me and I mean, you can't let a you can't let a good dare just fall by the wayside like that. If you're in line for a sandwich, just get into the habit of making conversation with people and being very comfortable with speaking with people. I'm talking men and women. That way, when you do come across a potential white belt and she's twirling her little hair in front of you, she's smiling and smirking and, and flirting with you. You are not afraid to go up to her and actually speak to her. I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's part of the game. The more uncomfortable you feel that resistance, you know how you feel resistance before you sit down and do work that you're supposed to do, or you feel the resistance of, I don't want to go to the gym today because I feel tired or sore or something like that. And you know how all of that goes away once you actually begin the thing that you're supposed to be doing. It's the exact same thing when it comes down to talking to women. You're going to feel a little resistance at first. 
but work against that. And I know it's not going to be easy when you first start out when you're trying to game these women in these sober places. But I'm telling you, that is the best place to approach women, approach high quality women is places like your gym, school, uh, in line for a sandwich or, or something like that. Don't only think about clubs and bars. We're going to have a completely different podcast about club, club game, bar game and stuff like that. All right, so we've talked about the importance of approaching women in person. I've told you about where to approach women, and now it's time to talk about when to approach women. So if you are working on your dojo's foundation and improving yourself financially, physically, mentally, socially, all these things, more and more women are going to become attracted to you. And more and more women are going to give off signals that they are attracted to you, like they may uh, consistently stare at you while smiling. Uh, If you're in the gym, she'll look at you six or seven times in the mirror, Uh, all these other little indicators that she is interested in you. One thing that I like to do is play the numbers game. And here's what I mean by the numbers game. I pay attention to how many women are in a scenario because I know my odds improve or decrease depending on the number. So preferably you want to go for women either in ones or threes. Here's what I mean by this. If it's a woman who's by herself and she's giving you indicators that she's attracted to you or she's open to you uh, speaking to her, that's where you're optimal. It's one V one. I mean, you're right there in the dojo. You're rolling with one other person. You're flexing those social muscles and showing her, hey, my dojo is the hottest spot cracking. I'd like for you to come by, maybe roll once or twice. We can we can see where it goes. Three, the reason why I also approach when it's three women is because out of three women, more than likely one of them is going to be feeling you. If they're throwing any kind of indicators that they think you're attractive, women are very bold these days. They'll say stuff like, damn, and stuff like that when you walk by, right? So if they do that, and if it's three women, I will speak to them because the likelihood of me being able to have one of those ladies come to my dojo is a lot more likely than if it was two women. If it was two women by themselves, then even if one is feeling me, the likelihood of me being able to take her away from her girlfriend and have her join my dojo is very, very unlikely. It's mostly, uh, I mean, think about it. How realistic would it be for a woman to leave her friend that she knows for some random guy that she's attracted, that she's aroused by or attracted to and just go off with him and leave her friend by herself. That doesn't happen. That that's it's very unlikely that that happens, but that is more likely to happen if you're dealing with three women and you take one girl with you and the other two are hanging out on their own. Women are very cool with that. That's what you'll see uh, out in public at the beach uh, back on the club scene. Women will do that. They're much more likely to do that if the other girlfriend has another girlfriend to hang out with and you're not just leaving her alone. So let me tell you how I used the numbers game to my advantage one time while I was out here. It was Oktoberfest. I'd spent all day with one of my great friends. And to be honest, I was not trying to game a girl. I was chilling. I was big chilling. But I'm in this bar and there are a group of three women. Uh, they are about mid twenties. They're all looking my way. There's like a super fine chick. She's probably like the Instagram model wannabe. There was a very attractive woman. 
but not as uh, superficial and, and sexy like her other friend. And then there was the average chick. And in all honesty, I mean, all of them look pretty good. But when you're dealing with women in threes, you never really want to approach just one woman. You want to address the group and you surely don't want to address the best looking girl in the group because she's used to that. The key to being a master of your dojo is showing these women that my dojo is different from all these other dojos for X, Y, Z. And that's why you want to be on my team than anybody in comparison to anybody else's. So. So the three girls are over there chatting it up and one after another would keep looking over my way. So that lets me know they were speaking about me and they're smiling and giggling. So I go over and speak to them. I ask them how they're doing, where are they from? And uh, basically, I get tested. I get tested by the extremely attractive one, the little Instagram wannabe. She says, hey, uh, let's go get a drink. Uh, let's go get a drink. And I'm like, yeah, let's let's go get a drink. And what I do, we go to the bar and I get a jack on the rocks for myself. And then I turn and look at her like, "Okay, what are you getting? And she orders her own drink. She was expecting me to pay for it. She orders her own drink and we're we're acting cool. But she knows that I know the game. She knows that I know the game. So she goes on to get some other other sucker to buy her drinks for the rest of the night. The one I really had my eyes on was that 511. Pog. It was a 511 Pog. And here on Champagne Throttle, we are chief of Pog Patrol. We we are always on Pog Patrol. We are always doing diligent service to our country by being on the lookout for these Pogs and making sure that they get home safely in your dojo, right? So this 511 Pog, she is used to other people just falling over her friend. They're used to everybody wanting to try to date and uh, hook up with this Instagram chick just because of the way she looks and the Instagram chick obviously manipulates this and I did not fall prey to this strategy so that stands out for the other girls I'm chatting up the other girls we all all three of us are well, all four of us are together and the girls are wanting to dance me really I want to go home so I did what I always do and I kept it very direct I looked her in the eyes I said hey Miss Pog Patrol I think you're attractive. I'm busy, but I'd like for you to hit me up when you're free. Here's my number. And then shortly after that, she became a subscriber. She became a, a monthly subscriber, a weekly, a weekly subscriber to my dojo. And she even belted up. She ranked up a couple belts, all because I played the numbers game correctly. Use the numbers game. Don't forget about the numbers game. Ones and threes are your friend. Stay away from twos. And that story leads into my next point that you need to be very direct, be very direct in what you do, because it stops you from being able to be friend zoned. You don't say, oh, I, uh, here's my number with no intention behind it. No, you let these women know if you think she's attractive, you let her know that she's attractive. Say, hey, I think you're attractive. I mean, don't blow their head up, but you're letting her know. When you lay the foundations, you're saying, hey, these are the rules of the dojo. By letting you know that you're attractive, I want to get to know you, hit me up when you're free, stuff like that. You're letting her know, hey, this is not a free subscription service. I said I'm attracted to you. As a matter of fact, I'm aroused by you. And you're going to have to pay your fees and in intimacy, joy, and uh, uh, all that other goodness. 
you know, because a woman will let you take it. A woman will take advantage of you if you let her. And if your rules of the dojo are not to be taken advantage of, it's impossible to friend zone you. I mean, you're either part of my dojo or you're not part of my dojo. There's no in between. Imagine if somebody came into your jujitsu studio, your jujitsu dojo, and they just wanted to run uh, biking classes. Like they wanted to bring in bikes and do their own thing in your dojo. Hell no. That you work too hard to build it, right? You so you you lay the you laid the foundation for that dojo. Therefore, you also lay down the rules and you lay down the fees. You can't have people come into your dojo and do whatever the hell they want or nobody's going to take your dojo seriously. So keep it direct. If you're in a restaurant, don't do that bullshit where you, you know, smile at the waitress. You think she's cute and she comes by. You're smiling at her and stuff like that. And then you leave a decent tip with your phone number written on the receipt. That's that's indirect. It's weak. It's pretty soft and it doesn't work most of the time. You know what really does work for me? Anytime I'm in a restaurant or I have a waitress that I like, I'm dealing with. I keep it direct because they give you two copies of the receipt. They give you a merchant copy and they give you a customer copy on the back of the customer copy. While I'm writing out my tip, I will write down my name. I'll write down my my phone number and then I will get up before I leave. I'll get up, walk directly to her and I'll be like, hey, uh, blah, 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 because you know her name. She's probably freaking wearing it. Hey, blah, blah, blah. I think you're attractive. I'm busy, so I got to go, but I want you to take my number and you hand her the receipt. You don't ask for her phone number and make it awkward because she has to take out her big ass iPhone 12 and a half to to type in your phone number and hopefully remember your name. No, I'm going to walk right up to you. I'm going to look you in your eyes and I'm going to hand you this little piece of paper with my phone number on it and I'm out of here. You can I'm putting the ball in your court, right? I'm not begging anybody to be a part of my dojo. You can you can be a part of the dojo or not, because the dojo is going to run regardless. And these women are not used to that. It's so easy these days because nobody else is doing this. Nobody else is thinking like this. Everybody wants to instead find the woman's Instagram, then message her on Instagram after you like a few photos and hopefully get her to go out on a date with you. No, you're right there. You're right there. Strike while the iron is hot. And act and, and talk to this woman if you want to talk to her. It's just that simple. The worst she can do is say no or, or the worst she can do is not be interested. And that's OK, because we don't want uninterested people in our dojo. Anyways, they try to cut corners. They're not really down for the cause. And when you're first starting out, you're going to have people turn down your offers of joining your dojo. That is normal. That's OK. If you're younger, especially start out with with older women. You know, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, but not the toxic tender kind of barrel. So when you deal with older women, you're not paying as much money. These women know what they want. And that this is where the term cougar comes from. So these women that are uh, uh, in their 30s, they want to feel young again. They want to feel young again because they know that they don't have the same pool as they did when they were 22 or 23 years old, fine and smoking. And they may still be attractive, but they don't have that same pool. So they want to feel young again. And if they don't see you as a potential mate, they'll basically use you as a sexual plaything. So if you have a 38 year old woman, 
uh, her kid is already out of the house and you, you're not able to game chicks. You're not able to convince women your age to join your dojo. I recommend that you actually game this woman because you're going to learn a metric shit ton. You're going to learn a lot of things socially. These women are very low maintenance and they're very uh, direct and to the point. They don't see you as a potential mate, so they're not going to expect too much from you. And that's how you can learn how to drive. So imagine that older woman, that cougar, imagine her as a, a used Audi. OK, everybody wants a a 2022 Audi R8 V10 Quattro Plus. Everybody wants one of those, but not everybody can afford one of those. Not, not everybody has the social capabilities to talk their way into driving one of those. Right. So for now, you drive that 2011 Audi. It's still a nice ride. It's still a good ride. It may not be as sleek and sexy as the 2022 version, but you're going to learn how to drive if you waste all of this time trying to pay for that 2022 Audi R8 and that's the first car that you're trying to learn how to drive with not only are you not going to be as experienced as a driver you're going to be paying insane payments and it's going to be hard for you to even keep that thing and keep a keep a peace of mind because a lot of other people in the world want that V10 Quattro Plus R8 that 2022 that young 22 year old who is the finest thing smoking. Everybody wants that. But if you don't have the dojo, if you have not built the dojo to be able to keep that kind of woman, it's just going to cause you a lot more stress than anything else. So if you're having a hard time with in dealing with these women, start out with older women. I'm not saying get out, go out here and get goats. I said cougars. You you deal with these older women that you don't really see as a potential mate they don't see you as a potential potential mate and they will use you to feel young again use that to build reps all right so let's say that you approached this woman and gave her your number and then later that evening she texts you she hits your phone oh shit right she's trying to belt up she wants her blue belt very badly but you got to be careful you have to act like you're used to applicants coming into your dojo. So you can't respond to messages too quickly or do anything else that shows that you're too needy because women want guys that other girls have. I mean, women want guys that other girls want and other men want to be. And believe it or not, girls are so upside down. Girls prefer guys that other girls want or have. If you're a guy that no girl wants, more than likely, no girl is going to want you. So become a man that is wanted by working on those foundations of your dojo, like in episode one. And that's going to help you. That's going to help you a lot. So me personally, if someone responds to me in the evening, let's say 8 p.m. after I saw this waitress uh, earlier that afternoon for lunch, I won't respond that day. Personally, I just don't because I don't I don't like to. I give off the impression that I'm doing something and I might have something going on. So I'll respond to you the next day. And when I text these women, I start with, are you against? Are you against? Starting a question with, are you against? Is kind of a little negotiation tactic that I picked up from How to Split the Difference. That's the book that I recommended in the first episode. And what it does when you say, are you against honey sriracha Brussels sprouts and crab stuffed salmon? It gives these women a chance to say no without any repercussions. Everyone these days is so afraid of conflict 
that most people aren't used to saying no. That's why a woman will ghost you is because she wants to say no, but she isn't really allowed to by saying, are you against this? This woman is able to be like, well, no, I'm not against that. And if she says, yes, I am against this, she's usually going to give a reason why she's against it. She'll be like, yes, I'm against this. I have something else going on or yes, I'm against this X, Y, Z. And if a woman doesn't give you a reason, she's probably not that interested anyways. And she doesn't really want to be a part of the dojo. And once again, we only want women in the dojo that are down for the cause. So we let them walk. It does not hurt us because we know that eventually we'll have plenty of white belts. We'll have plenty of blue belts and possibly a black belt if we stick to the rules of our dojo, if we do not bend. So I say, are you against whatever dish that I know how to cook? And then most of the time these women are like, no, well, I'm not against that. Okay, cool. Uh, When are you free? I'm free between Tuesday and Thursday. And there's a reason why you give the Tuesday to Thursday slots for these new white belts. Because think about it. If you had a jujitsu dojo, who's more likely to quit? Your your 10 year black belt who's been in it, been in the game for a hot minute or that white belt who's dipping their toe in jujitsu and doesn't really know if they really want to be a part of the dojo. That white belt is more likely to quit. So you don't want to give out your very valuable weekend slots to newcomers to white belts you don't want to do that and plus tuesday to thursday more than likely these women don't have anything else going on and they'll be more likely to follow through and possibly meet up with you so if you learned how to cook like i told you to you'll be able to cook like a small meal and this is a meal that you've cooked hundreds of times for yourself and when this woman comes over she's already in your playground she's in your territory but if a woman does not want to come over to your spot find a spot with drinks very close to your place and me personally tuesday to thursday i never see a woman before 7 30 p.m i am not about to be your pen pal i am not about to be your your friend zone uh battle buddy that is not me i'm not going to meet you at 4 p.m while you leave at eight and go see some dickhead named Toki and sleep with him. No, that's not how it works. I am the dickhead named Toki. That's why I'm going to see you at 7.30 p.m. We can whine, we can dine, we can hear you whine after you belt up, but that's for the next episode. And after you do everything right, these women still may flake. And you know what? That's okay. That is completely okay because not every single woman wants to be a part of a dojo. And that's just life. There's nothing that you can do about it. And that's why you give them a Tuesday to Thursday slot. So you're not ruining your valuable weekend hours on a woman that may not show up. What I like to do is what I call my veteran pair tactic. And this is what you can do after you get more women in your dojo. I will pair a white belt, a brand new white belt with a woman that is higher belted in my dojo. So a woman that is proven herself and ranked up. Let's say that I have my purple belt, which is right above blue. I'll have a purple belt. I will set a date with her at the exact same day in the exact same time as the first time white belt. And the reason I'll do this is because if the white belt flakes, I have a backup plan with a rider, with someone that I know is going to be there. That way I'm not feeling like an idiot 
I mean, or you could work too, but if you really want to go out or you really want to uh, uh, get some fees from these women, I guess, then you use the veteran pair tactic if you have enough women in your dojo to do that. And when you speak to the higher belted woman, you're letting her know, hey, I have such and such going on, so I might not be able to make it, but I would like to see you at blank blank. Does that make sense to you? And you set up the exact same time as the white belt. And if the white belt doesn't fall through, you let the purple belt know, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not able to make it because I had more work than I thought I would. I still would like to see you. How about next week at fucking whatever time? But yeah, like I said, women flake and it's, it's just not a big deal. It is what it is. All right. So one of the last and most important points is that like them or not, you have to treat them the same. And what I mean by this is that you may come across that California nine and a half that you think, damn, I want a serious relationship with this woman. Or you might be dealing with, you know, that that woman at the bar who is there, you know, at 2 a.m. And the, and the lights come on and you're like, oh, I guess we can go home together. And she's been eyeing you like a freaking piece of meat the entire time. You treat the, them the exact same when you start out. Every woman starts from the same place. There are no special favors if you're going to be the master of your dojo. The foundation must be laid correctly for every single woman. Think how crazy it would be if different students came into a jujitsu gym and the 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 uh, the coach or the, the master treated one person differently than the other when they first started out. It's like, what's what's the point? What is the point? What you have no integrity. You don't have a foundation and everybody in the dojo sees that. And they don't respect that. And eventually your your dojo will come crumbling down if you give special favors to women. Can women belt up faster than others? Absolutely. But the foundation must be laid. She is a part of your dojo. This is not her coming in with her bicycles or running a Zumba class. No, this is your dojo. And that's the mindset that you must keep the entire time, whether you're married or whether you're dealing with a one night stand. And you know what? With these white belts, if everything goes well, she just may be intrigued enough to meet up in person and then she can potentially earn her blue belt. And so on the episode, the hell's an episode on the next episode of Champagne Throttle, I'm going to go in detail on blue belts. I'm going to teach you how to interact with a woman in person for the very first time, how to interact with a woman in your home for the very first time and possibly have your first rolling session with your new student the first uh, sexual encounter with your new student. Uh, this has been a very fun episode. This is the stuff I love talking about. I really appreciate appreciate you guys listening to the Champagne Throttle podcast. There's a lot more to come. Follow me on Twitter at Champagne Throttle. That Champagne Throttle with no A's. And you all have a great week. Once again, I appreciate you listening and you'll hear from me next Friday. Until then, peace.